Andalusia Marine, located in Andalusia, Alabama, your express all-weld stick steering, Polycraft, Starcraft, veranda pontoon dealer. One call heating, air, and refrigeration, Mr. Stephen Dubb, air-conditioned guy you can trust. RMC Mechanical Contractors, located in Chelsea, Alabama. Give us a call for all your industrial contracting needs. Star Arms, located in Bessemer, Alabama. You can also pick these rifles up at Simmons Sporting Goods. That is a star scout in that picture. I've been hunting with a pro hunter for about 30 years, guys. One of the finest rifles made. Pick one up today, and you'll see what I'm talking about. Alpha Plumbing, Mr. D. Robinson. He's been with us since day one. Call him for any of your plumbing needs, a plumbing guy you can trust. C.T. Ward Power Sports, Camden, Alabama on Highway 28. Your Excel Center Console, Side Console, Goffrey Prontoon, Hustler Lawnmower, and Mercury, and Yamaha Service Dealer. Power Brakes. If you want to get your total boat control under control, get you a set of these. Give old Chad Clifton a call, www.mypowerbrakes.com. All right, folks, we're back. Live, as promised, at 7 o'clock. John and Jessica with us. Everybody's in a good mood. It's cool weather and got the new year started. So John's had a busy week catching up on some stuff. I don't think he said he got to fish much. So. No, I did a little bit early, but uh, not as of the past couple of days. Now he's getting his he's getting his bus ready. I don't know if you came up with a name with that thing yet, or we we, we in the short rows on it. Uh, we got a family disagreement on the name, so we're gonna. Have I understand. To... <laughs> I understand. Hey, that was interesting. I seen people commenting on it. That that's cool. That's gonna be uh getting ready to uh rig up and go fishing, man. Actually, Jessica was picking Creek up from school, and uh, two of the school teachers said something about it, wanted to know what the name was going to be. <laughs> that's cool. I, that's good, man. I mean, yeah, I've seen all kinds of suggestions for the name of the bus, so um, that's pretty cool, man. Let's see, man. We got some folks tuned in. Tim Reeves, Justin Trott, Clifford Dean. He's been waiting since 15 till on YouTube. i seen him comment about <laughs> 647. I appreciate you, Cliff. Uh, Crappy Wayne, Holden Higgs. He, uh, Holden sent me a message. Said he's using that uh, five foot outlaw. He said it's different. He said he's, he he kept thirty eight. I think he said so. Yeah, that's he, good. He, he was boat boat flipping some big fish with. Him, so that's good. Hey, that's that's what you do with him. Scott Seals, Kari Newby, hello from Rome. Buddy Bueller from Tullahoma. I hear you, buddy. Rusty, Chad, Tommy Keller. Hey, buddy, how you doing? Wade Cole, he's on YouTube. Tommy's tuned in from Florida down there. They've been catching some fish down in Florida, boy. I've been seeing some some posts from southern Florida. Like you said, John, you said those lakes, and Tommy was actually talking about it, like crescent and orange, and all, those lakes get shallow down that way. The further south you go down in Florida, the shallower the lake's going to be, like Okeechobee and stuff like that. The, sh the further you go down, the shallower the lake's going to be. I got you. Yeah, man. Uh, Tommy was talking about, he's been fishing Santa Fe a little bit, and I think it's pretty deep. It's fairly deep, but uh, we got Mr. Cam Cameron's tuning in from San Diego. That's awesome, man. He Appreciate you, Cam. Mr. Wade Cole, Rusty Sellers. Uh, man, they're piling on here now, buddy. I like it when there's 70, 80 people get on here real quick. Yeah. I mean, they're setting on go, buddy. Setting on go, man. We can get some questions going and I'll talk about my trip to Florida. I enjoyed the trip. I got to fish for several days this weekend. 
down in Florida and man had a good time and play with some aggravating fish, but it was a blast. Big time. Springfield, Missouri. There's a good question right there. Cliff was waiting on that. We can go ahead and answer one right now while we're going. Hey, John, what makes the crappie have a golden color on Gant when they went there Sunday and they found a few shorts but nothing to talk about? Huh. I don't know, bud. Um, There's several lakes, you know, here in the south Alabama, they get that golden-looking color. And I've seen it in other states. It's just not uh, localized here. Um, I'm sure some people will think it's uh, the watercolor, you know, things like that. Like, uh, I'll tell you the truth, like you, if you catch a, a fish over in that muddier water like at Grenada or somewhere like that, uh, that fish will be a lot lighter color. Like, say, a white crappie, it, mm-hmm. the barring on it will be less. Like, uh, for instance, when we were getting our uh, three-pound fish mounted, uh, the taxidermist, did our replicas we sent him some pictures of the fish he's like man he said he said i can paint them like the picture he said but you know that's you know uh, the ball you're not gonna see any barn because it's so light they're almost just like silver-sided right and you know i i don't want it i mean i know it's not gonna be totally true to form but i want some of that barn to, to show up on the side of the fish oh yeah especially yeah so um that um uh, i can we can share some examples at another time of that, that dirty water will change um, the, the color of the fish. And then we've got, you know, in the clear water lake, it'll change it as well. Uh, like on the black crappie, it'll, it'll darken them up some. So yeah, I, I would say the color of the water is the biggest thing. That, yeah. I caught a, I caught a real green, you know, color fish at Seminole. Yeah, one one fish out of all those was odd color like that. But you, I caught that little gold crappie several years ago up here by the house. You know, it was a Wesson oil color gold. It was I really didn't realize it. I went to let them go, and uh, I didn't have probably fifteen fish. I said, "Man, I'm gonna let them go and not fool with them." And I pulled it out. I said, "Man, this fish is gold." That's, I mean, I don't know, it's crazy. I know what Cliff what Cliff is talking about. We got some of them that they. I mean, they get a. Almost like what you're talking about, like new frying oil gold. Right. Or cooking oil gold, and it'll be mixed in with their darker spots. It's a, there's some really pretty fish. Um, there, there, there's several lakes around here that, uh, that, that do, that have fish that color. But what's crazy about it, and typically, uh, like a lot of the black crack are the ones that I noticed that, that have got it, and you'll catch a few like that, and then it's almost like you catch a few that aren't. Right. <laughs> oh yeah, I turned my phone off, guys. I, I I think it's created some of the popping and uh. Yeah. But, you know, have you seen? I don't know if y'all follow Eric Cagle, y'all, but he's he's made him a trip uh up through Louisiana, Arkansas. I don't even know exactly where he is. Those fish he's been posting are beautiful, man. That green and that black, man. Those big old black fish. Pretty pretty fish, man. Tim Reed's got a question for you here. Appreciate you tuning in from YouTube. Two questions, guys. Number one, what's your go-to jigs when the bite is tough? And when do you ever do you ever, do you guys ever tip your jig with a minnow this time of year? Um, I uh, I'll try different colors sometimes, <laughs> but I everybody makes fun of me for sticking with the same thing. I. I'm more about uh, action and and uh, presentation. 
uh, if I know it's been bad and I got to take somebody and, and uh, I might, I'll grab some minnows and, you know, in a tournament, we would always have minnows on the boat. Uh, and the last tournament we fished, matter of fact, the last fish we caught in the tournament, uh, we slid a jig down on it. And it was the biggest fish we caught in the tournament. And uh, I, I don't know necessarily if that made a difference or we just got caught the fish's eye the right way or what. It was in a Oh, room. yeah. And it came out of a root ball at eight. Uh, by all means, try whatever. A lot of it's what you got confidence in. We, we've said that a lot. Though, so if, if something's not working for you, you're not confident, you're certainly not going to do as good with it. So move on to something else. And you catch that fish on it, stick with it, and keep trying it. Um, we, we've talked about different schools of fish reacting differently. You know, uh, some, some, those spread out schools, you might have to, you know, bring it over the top and then they'll come out and eat and then the ones that are thicker you might have to go down in there and drop a jig down in them then come back out of it and get one to eat from the bottom uh certainly try different applications when they're being uh not being your friend uh, oh yeah for sure yeah they, they, it's crazy guys and john's discussed it and said you know we've talked about it before but each school's got its own personality man it's crazy how different those schools are and and I can I can talk about this. We'll talk about this trip. And, you know, I went to Seminole this weekend, and uh, me and Mr. Neil Ford went out there, and uh, he hasn't seen live scope before. And we went out there on the area John shared with us. And uh, matter of fact, I ran into uh, Ray Morris out there, and I heard him holler at me. I was like, man, that's a big old tall guy. But anyway, I didn't realize who it was till I got up there closer. But we seen a ton of fish, guys, and I learned. I'll share this picture with you. I posted it on my Facebook uh, on the Change on Fishing page, but that school right there, guys, that school is it is from 30 to 65 foot, so that's 35 feet, about seven, eight foot deep of crappie. And I want y'all to know, I, we we caught maybe three or four of those, but I'm learning. You see how much bunched up they are in the middle, then the ones in the front are kind of spaced. But the spaced out fish is the only ones that day that I could get to hit. If there was a gap between the fish, you know, I'm using my hands as an example, but if they were like this, I couldn't get them to bite. But if they were spread out, I could get one to separate himself and bite. So out of all the fish we caught, you know, I used the tip that John said. It was windy. I shot that jig out there and put my rod right by the water, you know, because they wouldn't hit nothing but a 16th and wind was blowing. Couldn't get them to touch an eighth. We could not get them to touch an eighth whatsoever and i was like well 16th it is and i used john's trick i flipped it out there and just kind of laid my rod tip towards the water you know like a fly rod like you're doing when you're streaming it you know i just let it sit there and let it get in the fish then i picked my rod up and worked them but we didn't catch a ton but we had to pull out all the stops to catch what we caught but it just what 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 uh before you move on from what he's saying about putting that rod tip in the water is when that Ends blowing it's catching that line and it'll put a big wind loop in your line so if you'll stick that tip of the your rod in the water the wind can't blow the line and your jig will fall quicker and uh it won't blow all that slack and wind loop in your line that's what he's talking about putting the rod tip in the yeah, water. It, it worked great uh i was you know i i had done that in the past and i just forgot and the last show john just reminded me of it we're sitting here and me and me and Mr. Forbes sitting there casting, it was blowing bad, man. It was white capping. We were the only dummies out there. Ray and them had left, to, but it was it was bad. He'll tell you. And uh, that little trick helped, man, a ton. I, I mean, that little tip, putting your rod in the water and getting that jig to the fish, and then you know working the 
bait. I mean, it, it worked for us big time. I'm trying to see if I missed any questions here. Bobo's going to come up. He's come up to the door to tell us hello. Oh, Bobo. Yeah, I fed yeah. him some peanut butter and uh, jelly crackers the other day. He tore them things up, too. Bobo's uh, their family dog, so <laughs> he's a cool dog, too. Philip said, do y'all ever get sore fingers and thumbs from handling fish? If so, what's the remedy? Oh, <laughs> uh, hey, Here's go a, ahead, John. There is a good trick to that. All right, so uh, we fished a tournament one time, and I guarantee you Jessica handled probably 120 fish, uh, and her thumb was just eating up. And uh, we were talking to a friend of ours, and he's like, why don't you grab him by the back of the head? And I always grabbed a fish by the back of the head. I guess she'd never paid attention to me doing it. She's already grabbed them, always grabbed them, you know, lipped them. And, you know, the first thing you do when you when you lip them, they're going to flop, you know. And it's just oh, yeah. finger up every time. Like her finger is pure bleeding from dealing with so many fish. Mm. So, uh, he, he said, why don't you grab them by the back of the head? And she looked at me. I said, that's what I always do. I thought you just liked lipping them, you know. And uh, <laughs> she was mad. So uh, what we're talking about, uh, instead of tearing your finger up, when you, when you when you get that fish in a boat, if you'll just grab it around the back of its head where you're touching, where your 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 pointer finger and your thumb is touching on each side of the gill plate from the back of the head, it'll it'll make that fish where he won't flop anymore. It just he he's still after that once you get your, your grip on it, and it won't eat your hands up like the with the little sandpaper in their mouth will. Once you grab him by the back of that head and grab on each side of that gill plate, and press in, and so with the end, it'll open his mouth when you do it and get the jig out. Yeah, I I just grab him and suffer. I kind of like the battle scars on my fingers. I'm <laughs> I'm a little crazy, but I understand Jessica. I mean, I that's a good problem to have though, Philip. <laughs> it's, yeah. You get you get fish thumb. I mean, I've I've actually back in the day when we had uh, bass ponds when we were taking bass out, I've had electrical tape on my hands before. I'm not gonna lie. I mean. You know, you start catching all them bass, and you know, I'm talking about catching 100, 200 a day, and we were cleaning out lakes, and actually worked for some biologists doing it. But yeah, it's a good problem to have, though. But that is true. You grab them right there. I, that's the way I take them out, John, out of the live well. I grab them from the head and grab them and pinch them right there on the gill plates, and it it does stop them from doing anything crazy. For sure. Oh, D wants to know. D wants to know if y'all coming to the tournament up here in February. I know you are, so. I, I think we are as long as well. I don't. What's the date? I can't remember. The it's date. uh February the tenth, I think. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's the tenth. We we should be able to make it. Uh, we're leaving right after that, so I don't know. We'll, we'll... Yep, it'd be a pretty good tournament. I think it'd be a big turnout up here. Let's see. Scott Allen's asking how Florida's fishing right now. Oh, uh, it's a. Uh, it's fishing okay. I ain't saying it's fishing great for me. I mean, like I said, I seen, I mean, without exaggeration, I seen five thousand fish this weekend, and I ain't exaggerating. That ain't no joke. Yeah. You know, I mean, I mean, just schools after schools, and where John set us, I mean, there was schools. But I did notice when the wind were blowing, the fish would push down, and when it got calm, the fish would come up seven, eight, nine, ten foot, and they seemed like to bite. You know, they bit better. Excuse me, but like. When the wind would push them down, it was kind of weird. And the boat wasn't spooking them. It was just their temperament of the day, I guess. I don't know. And the more sunny it was, the more it come up, you know. Right. Like You're it, exactly right. Which, uh, 
yeah, I have I haven't been down there since you've been down to Florida fishing, but we had a really good trip. Um, oh yeah. Um, Scott Soller and I did. Oh yeah, y'all 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 caught them big time. For sure. Let's see. <laughs> Somebody's asking for some pointers right there at your lake here, Johnny. Different person. Yeah. Uh, Team 44 Racing. I don't know the fella's name or whatever. But he's... Is it he... on YouTube? It's on YouTube? Yeah. I know who that is. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got there's incognito people on here all the time, man. Let's see, man. Roddy Tally, appreciate Crappy Wayne. Let's see. Up here in Oklahoma, I've been having to fish on timber. Those guys fish deep up there, man. For sure. <laughs> I'm laughing at Kevin Hicks, guys. You know, if some of these comments that Tim and Kevin and Shiloh and all these people it's it's just inside jokes, man, and I'm trying not to laugh, but I can't hold it in. I laugh anyway. So. <laughs> Shane, on a more serious note, I, I'd like yeah, I've seen that. I'd like to for somebody or people, everyone to to think about a good friend of ours uh, that we you you fish tournament with, and we've all oh, yeah. His son was in a terrible uh, car accident. He's in the hospital. Uh, Y'all keeping me your thoughts and prayers. Uh, a close friend of ours, Ryan Willis, that he just asked uh, his, his his young his senior in high school was in a wreck. Y'all just think about him if, if y'all will in your own way. And uh, Ryan, Ryan's Ryan's a good friend, and uh, he's had a tough year, man. Man, I know he had his ankle injury and all kinds of stuff, and then this happened. You know, life comes at you sometime, boy. Big time. I talked to a fella, speaking of it, John, and he 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 approached me and said that he would pay for a guide trip with me or you if we would kind of, uh, I guess, you know, raffle some off, put some numbers down, let people buy numbers to raise money for Ryan and his son. Because, you know, Ryan was, Ryan was off work, and he'd done some guiding and supplementing a little bit. Let's, I mean, you know, I'll be honest, but then he was off work for seven months with his ankle, and then he, he gets back to work, and then his son has this bad accident. So... We'll put together something, guys, and I'll let everybody know. I'm not sure what it is, but we're going to do something for them and try to raise some money for them because uh, it's not good being out of work, taking care of a family and wife and kids, man. It's tough out there as it is when you're working, much less when stuff happens. So. But we're going to set something up for them, buddy, I promise you. We're praying for them, for real. Yeah. Let's see, guys. I'm trying to catch up. Trying to catch up with the questions, buddy. <laughs> People's commenting on the sandpaper. Man, we got a bunch of people on 111, man. That's awesome, man. I appreciate all y'all tuning in here. Yeah, there's Miss Jessica Miller, Buckmaster, local real estate agent. She said she'd like to do a, she's going to do another giveaway come spring. We, she actually was, she, we was, she, we done the first one, I think. Yep. D done one and then he done one. I mean, she done one and it went crazy, man. It it had a bunch of views and uh. I remember the first time Shane told me her name. I was like, golly, she could probably. 
you got the perfect name. I bet she's selling all the hunting properties. <laughs> Come on. I mean, you can't miss that. You, you can't miss it. You know, I'll never forget it. I, I mean, I'm terrible at names and I, I haven't forgotten it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, exactly. Yeah. I appreciate her turning. She actually tunes in. She, she doesn't fish at all. She's just here supporting man. And we appreciate her for sure. Rusty's asking, uh, how's the water in Demopolis, Shane? Is it still low with a lot of floating vegetation? I was down there a few weeks ago, uh, Rusty. It was still, it was low. Uh, it shot up a little bit, but it was still below. But there wasn't a lot of uh, that dollar grass and stuff floating around. So uh, the places you like to fish might be okay. I haven't, uh, I caught them on the main river last time I was there, but I haven't been up in the creeks a lot. So, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, there's not a lot of stuff floating in it right now. So. Let's see. What's Tony asking here? When will the speck of perch? Everybody calls them something different. Uh, go more to the shallow water and let you fall, Alabama. They're in 25 to 30 water right now, but I can't seem to get them to bite, John. He's he's talking about let you fall down there. Man, but uh, you're in the right area of water, uh, and I and obviously you found them. Uh, I would just try them in different parts of the day. If you're going first thing in the morning, that might not be the, the best. Now, uh, it seems like to me, like some of the places I've been, we were just talking about when that sun got up, the bite got better. So maybe, you're absolutely right, John. Maybe maybe step in and, and get out there a little after lunch and, and fish from that lunch to 4 uh, p.m. time frame. But as far as I'm moving in, uh, you know, when you start seeing that 56, 57 degree water, uh, get get over there. You follow, you know what the places are where they can tuck in and start getting, you know, they'll start staging up at the mouth of those places and then they'll move in further. And then when, when it gets to that 60 to 63, you know, it stays there. And the, and the, and the, and the days start getting longer. And uh, that, that'll be your time, bud. Uh, you know enough about you fall. I can just read from you talking about that 25 to 30 foot of water right now and knowing those fish are, um, and watching what the other Tony does over there that Tony Adams that you, you oh, yeah. uh, so just that, that water starts creeping back up, uh, mid fifties uh, to upper fifties. That that's when you want to start watching for them to move in. Yeah. I noticed John was telling me 11 o'clock and I noticed when we got there, no kidding sun was up the wind had blown a little bit and it would calm down and the fish were biting we we hit a little stretch right there we found a stump with them loaded and we caught six or seven fish off that stump and then they pushed off switched off of it and we followed them and caught those fish but i, I think you're right the mid-morning bite it, it it's been really good here lately for sure that uh shane this weekend they're having a the crappy usa tournament down there on top right. Sure are. I got some buddies down there. Uh, Scott Mitchell's down there. Uh, Mitch Blunt and they're down there uh, getting ready. I think they're gonna get a little wet and be a little windy, but hey, they're gonna go after them. What do you, What do you? Uh, what's What's some people's thoughts on what they think might win that down there? Uh, I don't know, man. I, I you know that's a just you know, no, still a traditional seven fish tournament. Uh, what I mean. Are, exactly doing what they were doing here a month ago down there yeah they've kind of it's kind of been an odd time john you know when i was down there several weeks ago they were smoking i mean my butt was catching 50 you know like nothing i wasn't hunting huge fish or big fish 
but then it kind of slowed down when you went down there and say, Hey man, it's kind of dead. I was like, man, that's kind of weird, but it went through that spell. And hopefully them, uh, them wolf packs are out, the wolf packs, wolf packs are out there and, uh, you know, starting to gather up, but I'm, I guarantee it's going to take 13 pounds or better. Cause I mean, I guarantee you. Yeah. Kevin said 11, five, but they still doing the seven. Oh, uh, like the rest of them. Yeah. They're, yeah, they're doing they're doing seven in the USA's, right? USA seven. Oh, yeah. Byron Byron saying thirteen to fourteen on tackling this weekend. I I bet you if you come. Yeah, Byron's fishing too. That's right. I forgot. He sure is. Yeah, we got some buddies down there. Hopefully, you know they do well. They uh, they're all great fishermen. So if they them fish get in front of them, they're gonna make them pay. I promise you, for sure. Joey Gann, what's your go-to when the crappie are stacked but are finicky and won't bite? Oh, Lord. <laughs> what's yours, John? I uh, hope they don't die and put some belly weights on them. I'm, <laughs> I'm not sticking a needle off the fish. Oh, oh yeah, you're talking yeah, you're talking about fizzing. I, I couldn't fizz one either. I, I've never uh, – I might practice on some. I've seen some guys do it. But he's talking about when they're stacked up, John, and they're being finicky and won't bite. Oh, I thought he said fizzing. No, 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 you're good. Oh, I, I'm trying to read from her phone. <laughs> finicky. Yep. I was like, yeah, they're being finicky. Like they always have a bad attitude this time of year. You know how it is. I'm hating. I'm not sticking a little off their side. Oh, when the crappers stayed up, finicky won't bite. I just, mud just tried different presentations. And it, 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 if those fish won't bite, then you know where they all come back and mess with them later and go find you some more. Oh. Yeah, Joey. Yeah. Yeah, for real, because like I told John, man, I skipped over so many fish. Once I knew that, that they had to be separated for me to catch them, I started skipping schools, man, as bad as I hated to. I didn't mess with them long. John was like, move on, man, there's plenty of fish. And there were. There were plenty of fish out there. But try to find you some that want to bite, because there's, there's a couple fish that's hot in those groups that'll come get that bait. You just got to find them, so. There's a big long question for Cameron. How do you approach fish in 20 footish of water, but less than five foot down in the water column? Cast or drop or creep toward? I know what he's saying. Creep towards them in San Diego. They're very high in the water column, man. I love that, buddy. John's fixing to help you, Cam. You're fitting to get the best tip you've ever gotten, because if if they're set up like that, Cam, this is what you got to do. Tell them, Johnny. All right, Cam. That I call those fish high floaters. Oh man. I, I, I tell everybody fishers me do not pass up on a high floater because those twenty they're in twenty, thirty feet twenty to thirty feet of water and they're five that that shallow or that mm. those fish are typically going to eat. All right, if they're only five feet down and uh gosh man, that that's what you want. And uh Amen. The wind's not bad. Throw as light, you have to throw a light jig to keep it above them because five feet down, as soon as it hits the water, you need to be reeling. Well, you suggest a thirty-second, John, yeah. right at thirty. As long as the wind's not. Up. Yeah, if you can get a thirty seconds to them, throw that out there, and it hits maybe a one-two count, and then start coming above them. Uh, if if you got to throw a sixteenth in the wind, as soon as it hits the water, throw throw past them and get it under control before you get above them. But uh, if, if those fish are in that deep water and are in that part of the water column, typically they are up there to feed. Yeah, that John, you approach those schools like he's saying, Cam, try to go above them at first. You know, get that two or three foot range and float that 30 second above that school. 
if you'll look on my fishing page, I shared a video, John, uh, John's shared with me and I put it on there. Go above the school first, pick off them hot ones, go in the school, shake your rod. And you got to realize, Cam, it's, John will tell you also, it's not going to be a thump like you feel. It's going to be a pressure bite a lot of time. You're going to reel, and you're going to feel that rod load up. You know, Some of them are pushing it forward. Some of them are sucking it in barely. But, Cam, that's what you look for. When I see that, John, that's why John kind of lit up when I described those fish to him because those are what you want, man. That That is prime territory as far as uh, schooling crappie. Way cold, way oh, uh, oh, way cold. One the other day, he said, uh, he said, why, why, why do you keep saying high floaters? I say, don't you ever pass up on a high floater? I said, you see that round ball sitting there? <laughs> I said, oh, he's gonna eat, buddy. Don't you ever pass him up? Yeah, he said the water temperature fifty seven. They're a prime cam. I'm telling you, buddy. That, that uh, get you some thirty seconds. Say. Some four pound line or some five pound crappie braid and, and work that bait high on those fish and now, you'll be shocked. Now we're talking about casting now. If you're doing the long if you're putting a long pole on them, it might you know, same thing, get it get it above them and ease it into them. But uh hey. Yeah, yeah now that's that's ideal, man. I'm, for real, Cam. I mean I, right now the situation I'm hunting is seven, eight foot deep. You know, and but and not fifteen or twenty. The seven, eight foot deep is what I'm liking. They're not that shallow, but that's that's prime stuff. People talk about using that long pole on them. Man, if they're up like that, ooh, dang, if you can cast that jig up, man, hey, Cam. Well, if they're up that high, I don't want to risk the chance of spooking them by getting close enough the long pole. So, so I'm wanting to you know pop them at a distance and make sure I get them without spooking them. That's just me. Uh, I, I I would I would think him being in California that he's gonna have clear water. Oh yeah, probably needs to. Yeah. You know, there's some giant crappie out there in California too, man. But I, I would think him being there that he's probably dealing with some clear water, and uh, yeah. he probably needs to try to hit them at a distance. They all allowed to get up on top of them, and uh, with a long pole, then that's fine. Oh yeah, yeah, Cam, you're welcome to message John or myself. Uh, We'll help you out because I I hate for you to miss that opportunity on those fish because that is lights out when they set up like that. It is a I know I know when I see it I'm like oh, <laughs> I mean it, it makes me excited to see them for sure. I appreciate that question, Cam. All the way from San Diego, California. He's three hours behind us, right? Yeah. Sure. Sure. He sure is, man. <laughs> I can't remember. I thought you're right. Yeah. Yeah, everybody's talking about different weights and stuff. Yeah. Kevin, 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 here's somebody like you don't like a little long rod, huh? <laughs> I've, Kevin, I've seen you in action with a brand new $180 one and uh, what a half pounder did to it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Cameron's saying the what size rod. He's fishing from a, uh, a kayak and can't oh, swing them much. So, you know. Uh, oh, whew. Oh. You think a seven footer, John? Probably. Yeah, I mean, I would think that that, that you being in a kayak that uh, you know you're in close quarters and you're lower to the water, the shorter would be better. That's me personally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We um, use I, John uses five footers. I use a six footer. So yeah, I fish from my kayak in a limited amount uh, in years past before I got totally be a fat boy. But uh, 
Me and kayaks don't get it, guys. If y'all want me and kayaks, not ain't gonna happen. So. Now, I, it was easier to use a, a ultralight pole in mine. I, I noticed, like, if I was trying to do something like set hook on a bass or something, you don't have that. You know, you got that slide with the kayak. But uh, the good thing about it, you know, Cam, you're gonna be able to reel down on those fish and get them up to the boat. Hey, you're not in no hurry to get them in, man. Hey, whatever you got to do to get them in the net, man. <laughs> yeah, Cam. Cameron, I, I, I would say that uh, an ultralight would, would, would help you more. You could finesse that fish in, in that kayak rather than – because that, that long pole was going to be rough on you in that kayak. I just got – Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, trying to pull line out. and I'd get a seven-footer and a six-footer and just figure out which one, you know. With a 30-second, you're going – you know, you're going to feel that bite and that load up pretty quick. That's The 30-second bite's my favorite bite. I mean, John, I think, yeah. also – well, the thing, thing about a, a a casting, you know, a, a casting pole, say it five to seven feet long, you can set, you know, say you were sitting in a kayak, you can set the hook with your wrist. There's no, you don't have to get all this arm. You just pop that wrist and the hook is set, you know. Right. Uh, so I would think, you know, that, that would be beneficial. Oh, yeah. Well, like I said, Cam, just message us, man. We'll get you hooked up because that's what you want for sure. Crappy Crane. He said, that's a good question right here, buddy. How do y'all fish a river system, river lake, a river lake during the winter months? I normally fish big water lakes and struggle in the river systems. A river system will humble you, John. It for will. Sure. Go ahead. And, how do you approach a river, John? I'm always going to start out on the ledge. Oh. Uh, the the it the the you know the river ledge uh, is where I'm gonna start with some structure on it um, during the winter, and I'm gonna try to orient close to something like a slough or a creek or something like that, uh, or a inside bend uh, where it comes up on the flat, coming up out of the channel, find some kind of structure on it with side imaging, and uh, I, I was just talking to Shane about this today. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we're about to take. The, uh, the bus we got and spend a week over on the oh, yeah. river and I told him I said I'm going to spend a whole week over there I'm just going to break that thing down section by section I'm going to side scan for about a half a mile come back and fish everything I think is relevant within that half mile but I'm going to also before I go to doing all the side scan and breaking down that portion of the river I'm going to get on my map before I ever leave the couch and find the spots that I think are relevant and, and that's how I'm gonna break down the river. Um, you know, a lot a lot of the stuff that that when I leave the house, I've got my mind up what I'm gonna go look at because I've been on the map here at the house looking at, at things that I I like, and uh, I want to fish stuff that I want to fish. I don't want to. <laughs> I certainly don't want to start off in you know 30 foot of water or something like that. I want to find some shells or something that coming up out of deep water that might have caught a root ball or holding something like that. Where I think I've seen fish hole before on a river system yeah keep describing john i'm gonna come out of this hoodie i didn't got hot buddy uh -oh. <laughs> keep talking john <laughs> we're gonna get shame those hats with the hair sticking out of the uh, visors with a with a, the fluffy hair sticking out of the top no but uh you, you talked the, the question was about a river system um uh, look for deep lay downs off the bank you know that are, uh, we're talking about they're uh, close to a slough or a creek or something like that in the area of the water column where you've caught the fish during that si same time of the year if you haven't just you know just do some scanning 
and uh, find the stuff, and then come back and look at it and check it. Uh, that, that's the best way I can tell you is if you, you've got if you've got the electronics to find it, not just do you a visual going down the bank and say, hey, I see there, that's where a tree fell in. Let me go over and check that and you know, work it. Move on to the next one if you don't have the electronics to find it. And I think I think Shane's been doing some of that lately uh, on the river. Him, him and Big Daddy. Oh yeah. They're, they're becoming, Shane and Big Daddy have become the, the dynamic <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I took I started taking some new vitamins, guys, with niacin in it. And it's vitamin B, it's some new mild static vitamins or something, buddy. They'll warm your butt up. <laughs> I was in my hoodie today because it's been so cool, but I hope he answered your question, Crabby Crane. I'm sure he did. The river system's a whole different animal, man. And once you learn it, John, to tell you, I think that it makes you a better fisherman on all waters once you learn that river system, man. Because they are aggravating for sure. Shane, you won't get warmed up when Justin's paying a lot, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> she keeps it frosty in there, huh? Oh, man, that's awesome. <laughs> she... You can put on some more clothes. <laughs> oh, man. Man, they, everybody's telling Cam to cast at him, buddy. I guarantee you, man. Let's see. People got them all over the place, man. That's awesome, guys. I'm catching up on the... Yeah, Tony's asking what water temperature makes the move up to shallow around the docks, too, at you follow, John. I mean, Thanks. I guess it's... Some of those shallower docks, they'll actually spawn up under. It's going to be just spawn, Tony. Uh, they'll they'll move in, and like I said, those shallower docks, they'll actually spawn right up under them. Yeah, yeah I always check them, Tony. You don't never know when them fish are going to pile on those docks, man. You really don't. I mean, you never know for sure. Tony, Tony, a good tip for for those dock fish. Like you got a dock. Let's just say you got a dock that's got. Uh, 12 feet of water up under it. And out in front of it is keeping like a depth within 16 to 18 feet out in front of it. If you go to one day and those fish aren't under that dock like you normally do, just look out in front of it. Because a lot of times those fish will release out in front of that dock and they will just be right out there in front of it. Sometimes your boat might be sitting on the top of them while you're looking at the dock. Uh, that, that happens a lot. And a lot of people, that, when they're going to look at docks, they're like, dang, they ain't under the dock. And they don't look around the dock. And the, the fish that are, were under the dock are just right out there in front of it a lot of time. So just the next time, if you've got one that, that they're normally under, just look around it. Oh, yeah. They, you're exactly right. I mean, they, they move all the time. You know, they, like John said, they shift as the sun, as current makes them shift. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of different situations, but I always check them too. All of them are suspect to have fish on them, so you get it. Does nothing to go by like John said with a side scan and just ease over there and look. So let's see. Somebody, I know I passed a question. A crappie crane said we need to do a tour tour breaking down. We we probably did in some of those uh, in depth series. We probably did break down. We. I think it was one of the first ones we did, uh, Crappy Crane. You have to look back on the YouTube and, uh, or especially on here. I'll look and see, because we've done some mapping. I, I, yeah, we did. We done two, three shows on mapping. Second one. It was the yeah. second uh, in depth we did. I think. I think so. 
I'll, uh, if you'll message me, Krabby Crane, I'll dig it up for you and find it. And maybe it'd help you, man. That's what we do this stuff for, just to help people, you know, get on fish. And when they find fish, find out the reason why they're there or, or not just guessing all the time. There, there's a method to all this crazy madness for sure. Scott D's talking about catching them down there and uh they, they don't move they don't move Scott D's up to visit. Old fish head videos tuning in from YouTube. Appreciate you, buddy. Thank no. you. I know that the south end of the Tom Bigby River, there's there everybody's down there catching fish, man. I'm kind of jealous. They've been smacking them down there pretty good. I've been seeing a lot of pictures, man. Oh, uh, my Jack, buddy Rock, go ahead, Scott huh? Goes up at the Gunners one, and he pulls it off up there. Gonna He's be, done. Yeah, they, they gonna have they gonna have a warrant out for him. Uh, they gonna have a warrant. He gonna, <laughs> no hey, more amateur. Proceed only to Division One. No. Yeah, back. no more amateur. Don't even sign up. You're done. You're banned from the amateur division. <laughs> if he goes for the he got, he's been one two, so he's going for the turkey. You know. Yeah. If he, he's going for the three peak. He's going for the sweep. I feel like. <laughs> Hey, congrats to him, buddy. I guarantee you, man. Kevin's asking me. I guess he's asking me about my 16-foot bonehead. I got a bonehead 16-foot. I like it. I haven't used it much. Uh, I'm waiting on February to really use it. But... He's talking about your graph, bud. Oh, my graph. Oh, Lord, man. That, hey, let me tell you something. Kevin, I I see now at 60 what I used to see at 30. So I'll start casting and be like, why am I so short? <laughs> I'm casting 30 feet and it's out there at 70. And it took me a minute to get used to that. But the fish size, you know, it really didn't bother me, John, to adapt. I caught on to that pretty quick, you know? Yeah. You know, you know, it didn't be like, I, I didn't say, oh, that's small. I thought that's a pretty good fish. And it ended up being a pretty good fish. I didn't really, you know, as far as size and fish up, I didn't lose a lot of that. I thought the bigger screen would make the little fish look a little bigger, but I didn't lose a lot of that with that new that 8616. I got a new graph on my uh, boat, guys, and I, that's the first time I use it this weekend. So There's a lot of smaller fish. The first oh, yeah. think about that, the first place you took it to. Oh, you're, yeah. You're not going to very True. catch a short fish. I think we threw two back in three days. Yeah, that's, that's why uh, you haven't gotten into. <laughs> I got some of them turds, yeah. <laughs> I haven't been around really long. Awesome. We'll get put you in Turdville. Yeah. <laughs> Go down Turdville. Yours, that's true. That is very true. But I enjoyed it, uh, Kevin. It's a, it's nice, man. It's a nice piece of equipment. But I'm like John. You know, I didn't realize that when those – you can see so much more separation on that bigger screen. I mean, yep. it's crazy. You know, fish that look like they were on top of each other now look like they're a foot apart, you know. And, and your jig – now, I will tell you this. It seemed to me like my jig – I could get it really bright if I got it right in the center of the cone. Like it's it's a little more dialed in. I mean, I know the cone's the same size because I didn't change the transducer, but it's still a little more fine tuning. Uh, it took me a minute, but hey, when the wind, I'll take it. You know, catching those fish for sure. But I enjoyed it, man. I I know Kevin's had his for a little while. Twenty two. Somebody's asking about twenty two. No, I ain't got a twenty two. Yes, somebody's uh, Kevin's asking if the bite stays the same on Gunnersville, what's it going to take to win? Man, I ain't been keeping up with anybody up Gunnersville, man. I don't know, man. Uh, I don't know anything really about the bite. 
Uh, I know they're catching them at the bridges still. You know, you're, you're you know. I heard it stuff clear. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm scared to say uh, with some of the weights I've been seeing. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I got kind of one time I I guessed what a tournament weight would be, and, and somebody was kind of like, "Well, that's what you're going to catch after the fact," and you didn't. Uh, so I, I now I, <laughs> yeah. I don't speculate anymore. I'll let everybody else do it. Yeah, there's some huge fish up there. Probably the biggest fish in the state. I mean, in that Tennessee River for sure. They catch some giant crappies. So, you know, I I, I wouldn't know either. But I, I've heard people talk about. Hey, that's what Kevin's saying. It's tough, you know. But I know that I know one thing. Those bass guys are destroying some bass. Somebody told me twenty eight pound twenty eight pounds ain't even getting you a check up there right now. Twenty eight pounds, five bass. That's crazy. Hopefully the crappie picks up because uh. I'd like to see people. Uh... <laughs> Aaron, Aaron uh, <laughs> he said he posted somebody gonna get nine and a half pounds on our scale. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Aaron, look how we giggling, man. <laughs> oh man, nine and a half be twelve. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, Wade Cole said, uh. Do y'all launch down around Whippoorwill when you go to the Talcon? I have. I've launched there last time I was there, Wade. I sure did. I launched all over that place, man. There's some nice launches there. Where'd you put in, John? I put in close to the dam. It's a port there. I can't remember the name. Yeah, of. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, uh, it's, re it's really nice. Um, <laughs> my favorite thing that a park has, and that's a bathroom. Amen. Um, <laughs> After that ride, I understand. So, uh, I just got a high search for my boat ramps. <laughs> <laughs> There's some nice ramps there, Wade. Uh, Whippoorwill, uh, Ingram's is nice. That's where they're having the crop of USA weigh in at 3 o'clock Saturday, matter of fact. Uh, I put in several places. The good thing is that lake's not real. It's 8,000 acres, so it's not. it don't take you long to run the thing. So, But be careful, goodness. Be God. careful, golly. There's a lot of logs, guys. Don't be in no hurry. There's no sense in running, flying. I, mean, I put my boat on plane 15, 20 mile an hour, and I'm just slipping around. I mean, you're going to be on the trolling motor a lot more than the big motor. I hit something there the other day going 25, and I think I can still feel the jar. Oh. oh, yeah. There's some man trees in that place, man. It's for sure. When you drop when you drop your electronics down, and you get looking around, you're like, why was I ever going 25 miles an hour? Yeah. But a buddy of ours told us that just don't hit, just don't hit what you can see. I'm like, that does not give me comfort. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That that's Eric and them done that to me when I went to uh, uh, Grenada. I said, hey man, what about all it? Stay away from it. <laughs> it's everywhere, man. I mean, I just thought, you know, you just go, uh, you just go and get confidence on your water and pay attention, guys. When these lakes are low, man, pay attention. You know, like I said, there's a thing. What is that in your depth finder, your hummingbird, where you can offset the depth, John? Oh, uh, you go into your maps, and then uh, it just uh, is a, a water level offsets what it is. So you can go and look, uh, Google water level for whatever lake you're on, mm -hmm. on a pool, and whatever it is below that, you put your water level offset on it, and it'll bring it down and adjust your map. When you're, when you're riding around it gives you an accurate uh contour description of the lake you're on yeah i know when i went to grenada um uh, 
the first time uh, Eric got in my boat and typed it in, it was like three and a half foot low or something. And he, and it made sense because that helps you keep you from running your boat in some stuff. So for yeah. sure. <laughs> you see what Jim does? <laughs> I see that Jim. Jim said, Hey guys, John, are you going to pull your boat oh. with your bus? <laughs> Wait, I actually got a kick that around. So I talked to the guy that built or redid the bus yeah. and pulled a Tandemax trailer with it and down to uh, Daytona to the bike rally. And uh, he said, Oh, yeah. Or not living quarters, but like a like a part section of the front of the thing. It had two bikes on it, two Harleys on it. Yeah. And rolled out. And he said, he, He's taken a lot of places. It was interesting talking to him. And I didn't realize, you know, that thing's got seven solar panels on top of 700 watts of solar panels, eight batteries in it. I mean, uh, it's yeah, it set up for off the grid stuff, man. That's awesome. Big inverter, uh, as well as a, you know, a generator. So we, we're just now kind of exploring the options of it. Yeah. I've seen a bunch of solar panels down there by Lake Seminole, man. There's acres and acres of them things, man. Yeah, Jim, I don't know. I, I wouldn't be surprised if I don't see that express hook behind that bus. So I promise you, I wouldn't I, be shocked. I promise you, you'll see the G3 behind it before. So <laughs> there you go. There you go. Old Sage Nelson. He said, when, uh, when you fish Tomopolis, do you do better on the warriors? Tom Beebe. I stay on the warrior a lot. Sage. I don't, uh, I, and not saying the Tom Beebe's less or, or more. I just know the warrior better, and I've got a lot more spots I fish. Uh, but since the Tom Beebe's been so clear, I don't see um, why you couldn't thump them pretty good on the main river right now. Cause I, I mean, I changed around that area, but I know the further south you get, I know some guys that do really well on that Tom Bigby. Oh, yeah, man. It's, there's some big fish. But I, I stay up in the warrior. I put in a lot at Lock 5 and run down to Demopolis and stuff, but uh, – You'll have to see me anywhere on that river. I'll burn that river up. I'll go up and down it. And I figure the more spots I hit when the fishing's slow, I can still get me 30 or 40, you know. And and when it's great, I don't have to go that far. So, so uh, people are asking about the bus. Uh, the first trip, we're going to take it over there to the river. I'm going to find all the Shane, <laughs> Joe Allen's, all those spots. They're they getting. They, they, <laughs> he's going to be down there. Hey, he's going to be down there familiarizing with uh, all them tops and chasing fish and stumps and all week of uh exploring joe allen's spots that's yep. right joe allen done ain't gonna have a spot left on no that. joe allen he's done he's he, he got him a new boat though congratulations to joe he did buy him a new boat so he, he, sure what did he get Shane? he bought a, a gator gator uh uh g3 gator an 18 footer i think it's a nice it's a nice boat he just bought it last week i think is it a, the G3 Gator Tough? That's it. That Gator Tough. That's it. Yes, sir. That's what my G3 is. Okay. I, yeah, it's a nice boat. It's an 18-footer. But mine's a 17, so. It's yeah. an 18 with a 90, I want to say, or a show. It's a nice boat, man. Sure. For sure. Seth Coleman, are you casting, shooting for your fish on the scope mostly, or using a longer pole and trying to single out fish? John and I both cast. I mean. No. No, we do cast, but. When you get in that peanut butter mud water and you see you it, recognize that bait, you got to set it on. And then sometimes you got to just set it on them and pick them off until they eat. Like, uh, uh, hell, we, we fished one of the, the toughest fishing lakes 
in the state of Alabama. It's on the Coosa chain last year. And we were we were taking minnows and just sitting on those fish and that is till they decided they wanted to do something. Yeah, I remember when y'all done that. Yeah. I mean just and that's those fish on that lake are probably the hardest one to catch in the state. And normally it's a finesse bite. But uh I told Jessica, I said, I don't know what's doing. I'm just gonna set up something on this fish until it eats. And <laughs> thirty seconds, forty seconds before it ever did anything, we started catching fish like that. Yeah, I remember that. Old Mitch Blunt's on here. He's down at Talcott. Hopefully they found him some fish today. I hope they did. Good Lord bless them with some. Mitch with a monster on Facebook. It was all. I seen that was funny. Mitch posted a crappie about that long guy. He's, he said, we own them. We need seven. Yeah. <laughs> it's about six inches long. I seen it. It was funny. Oh, man. Man, this hour flies by. Golly. Flies by big time. Man, let me go through here and make sure I didn't miss any questions. I'm sure I did when I had to go back and I, I put uh, Mitch and uh, Martinez up against any of them down there. I, I feel like. Oh yeah. 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 Martinez has been down there enough here lately on a few guide trips. Hopefully they got a, a good general idea where they need to fish, man. Like I said, Scott Mitchell's down there. He's Scott, a long rod guy. He's, he's going to do well. So they, they'll all do well. I feel like uh, if anybody oh. Oh yeah, hopefully. I don't know who all's go, going, but uh, those three right there. Just remember Byron and uh, Mitch, and, and then Scott Mitchell. I feel like they'll be up there at the top. Oh yeah, Kevin's uh, talking about staying up here for his Bankhead. I'll ca call me, Kevin. I'll we'll hook you up, man. We'll keep you out of the bad part of town up here. <laughs> don't want nothing to happen to you up there. <laughs> Come out and won't have no wheels or no grass or no nothing on your boat. <laughs> But yeah, when you come up for that bankhead tournament, uh, Phillips asking, what's your setup for uh, uh, using menace, John? What is your setup for it? That's a good question, Philip. Thank you. It depends on if I want the, the minute to have a lot of action or a little. Uh, if I if I want the minute to have a lot of action, I'll uh, I might pinch off a big split shot above above him with an Aberdeen hook below, and uh, you know hook him through the lips. And you know he'll have a lot of go to it. Uh, sometimes I'll just I'll hook him on a, on a jig head, just like I would a thread on a uh, a plastic. And uh, I, when I'm dead sticking, that's normally what I'll do with it with a long pole. I'll thread that mint on there, come out his back, all the way down through his gut and out his back, and I'll I'll put it on that fish. And I don't know what it is about it that makes a different a jig, but uh, it makes a difference. Uh, sometimes. When you when you when you put that split shot or something above that minnow and he's got free rain that that fish gets free rain and he'll just sit there and look at him circling around um if you put it the the tighter the cover you're going to shove that minnow in and you want to keep him free floating the further down you want to slide your split shot so he has less, less range to get tangled up yeah like i said that there's so many different uh rigs for those things man people i've seen people fish with straight dead men as like john said thread them on the hook i mean i've seen that a bunch i mean oh. he's alive when you thread him on there but you know after a couple drops he, and heck that's gonna i've caught him with the eyes blowed out of the side of him after we do, you know if we thread him on there catch a fish and it stays on there i'll drop on another one with it and the eyes might be blowed out you know pulled out the side of it <laughs> <If> it's, <laughs> it's, i don't care yeah, that's right. 
Yeah, Kevin, D. Robinson said you can stay in Jasper. You sure can. You can stay in Jasper right there above and drop right into Franklin's Ferry. Uh, I will say this, Bankhead fish is huge, man. It has got a bunch of creeks, man. It's. I grew up fishing there. My grandparents always had a place there, and, man, I burned more gas than you can imagine on that river. But we'll find you a good place to stay. And James asking about a contact. I imagine Franklin Ferry's closed right now, man. I don't know if, when they open up. They'll probably open up in February. You know, that, that marine is closed. So. I got a, I got a funny story from the day, Shane. Go uh, ahead. I had a guy call me about some electronics, asked him, you know, just asking my advice, advice on what he should do. And he said, I, he said, I'm going to go ahead and probably just go ahead and get this graph. And uh, my wife, she, she's not even going to notice what it is. And I said, well, bud, I said, you're better than me because mine, you know, she's fished me enough. I, I thought I could find a trolling motor in on her, and uh, she got on the boat. She said, "When, when did you get that?" <laughs> yeah, Jessica's the wrong person trying to sneak something in as far as fishing. <laughs> she knew that was a new oil trek. So, what's the name of it? What's the name of that oil trek? Quest. 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 Yeah. 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 John's been running one for a little while now, and so is Eric. So they, they've been out a little bit, guys. So. I think they finally listened to everybody and done their homework and put out a decent motor. That so. baby goes fast and uh, quiet. Oh, I, yeah. I, I, I mean, it might go to popping like the <laughs> do eventually, but the foot pedal is just as good. Oh, yeah. I remember at the Crappie Expo, you put your foot on it. You come back and you was like, hey, that's yeah. it. I, I, knew that was, I knew it was sold then. <laughs> <laughs> I knew when John come back to the booth, he said, oh, that's it. And then Eric got one, and he, he sealed the deal with that for sure, man. I, I wanted him to work all the. Oh sure. yeah, he's been. Hey, you know he's been giving it hell for you know a while. So. I think, I, I think Byron got the first one I knew about because. May have. I think you're correct, John. Oh, Derek said he's. Him and his kids are coming down here fishing with me at the end of the month. One of my buddies from Illinois. He wants to know how the fishing at the end of January is going to be. If it ain't flooded, it's going to be on, Derek. I'm just telling you that, for sure. He's coming down, and we're gonna we're gonna run a trip for the weekend. He gonna drive. He's been working, uh, building houses, and work for a builder up there, and he's always working. And we've talked about it for I don't even know how many years of him coming down here. So we're gonna do it for sure. If it stinks around there, I, I might can y'all might can come up a little bit further. We'll yeah, exactly, exactly. We're gonna find some fish, Derek, when you come down here. I promise you. We might go to one of John's Black Willow trees, but we're going to hit something. Everybody that gets, Black Willow. Everybody gets so excited about the spawn. I dread it. I want it to oh, be. Oh, me. me. Me too, guys. It, it Right now, I mean, all kidding aside, at the end of this show, if you learn how to chase fish, just like Cameron was talking about those schools, if you learn how to chase fish right now and can catch fish right now, this is the most enjoyable time of the year there is. I mean, it's fun. I know the weather's cool, but sometimes it's not, you know, you got to deal with the wind, but. The wind makes you better fishermen, guys. I mean, me and uh, Neil was the only ones out there, and, and I told him I was cussing the stupid fish and the and the wind, but we had a great time, and, you know, I learned a little bit, got to show him the worst conditions possible to catch fish. But, hey, you know, that's why we go. We can give y'all tips on what to do, you know, for sure. Make sure I... Scott, they said it throw you out of the boat talking about that quest. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man, we've had a good show, man. There's been 100 people on here the whole show, guys. Man, this thing's – I posted early on my fishing page, you know, we hit, we hit uh, 
7,200 subscribers. We're slowly chipping away. So, what you laughing at, Johnny? Oh, that guy said called a bus hush puppy because you can't. That, a hush puppy. <laughs> that's a good name. That's a good name. It's brown. <laughs> Partially. Partially. Part of the bark coming off of her. We got a rebarker. <laughs> yeah, they gonna they gonna get it. Hey, you know John and Jessica, they gonna fix it up nice. They'll be pimped out. It for sure be pimped out for us over with, man. Side looking like a mark. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about our tournament and shut it down. With, hey, April the sixth, uh, crappie cast kings of the river. We found a place to find we we found a place to get the belts. I'm slowly kind of working it in there. Gonna send some stuff off to them. There'll be some title belts. So that I think it's gonna be. Everybody's asking me every time I've been down there. So you know, it's it's. I think it's gonna be a fun tournament. We're gonna bring it up for sure. We're gonna we're gonna have yeah we're gonna have the bus there so uh, come to the tournament you get to check the bus out <laughs> exactly <laughs> go in the tour bus the crappy cats tour bus for sure yeah. <laughs> man we appreciate all y'all tuning in guys everybody on YouTube all the messages people that like our stuff that follow us everything to do with uh, us three man we appreciate all y'all all our sponsors guys behind me uh, people that send me jigs pops jigs uh, limits tackle. Uh, man, Bonehead, everybody that, that get, we use their jigs and stuff. I mean, we use them and uh, and we catch fish with them, and and they're good stuff, and or we wouldn't use them. So. And next week we'll be giving away another rod. Oh yeah, we got another rod to give away next week. That's always fun. Hey, we'll we'll clear the air with it. I, I'll say it right now at the end of this show since there's a hundred people. When when Jessica says the the WWW outlaw, when she says my my comments update the first, I I. Uh, I refresh it twice and then count whatever number. Believe it or not, when the show's over with, all those comments get mixed up like crazy, even on my screen, and I'm the host. So I promise you I'm not trying to cheat nobody out. We got some messages from guys said we were cheating and they weren't going to watch the show again and thinks we're going to try to cheat over our little rod. So, you know, we're not going to do that, I promise you guys. I'm going to try to be as honest as I can, and I want you to win the rod, everybody to win the rod. So. We've been doing it that way, and we're going to keep on doing it. And Man, we have a blast doing this, and we ain't trying to wrong nobody, but I do the best I can. I count it twice. Hey, I still use my fingers. <laughs> but, man, we appreciate y'all. We'll never go above 10 because you don't want to No, no, I'm not breaking my shoes out, guys. I'll start counting on my toes. You don't want to see my toes come up here. Oh, man, what a show, man. Thank y'all for sure. Just What a blast. I mean, it's been fun, man. We're all, next month we'll be up this a year and it's grown that much in a year guys i appreciate y'all tuning in john y'all stay on here and we'll talk a little bit but thank all y'all we'll be back next thursday for sure live seven o'clock giving away a rod hopefully talk about some uh, some fishing trips i gotta run some this weekend and i'm gonna go to the Mopus and miller's ferry i'm sure john will be fishing for the weeks over with he's chomping i guarantee I, yeah I, I need to mention this uh i got uh Power breaks. Chad Clifton sent me a, uh, a oh yes yes a new gadget to play with. I haven't taken it out yet, so uh, maybe next week. I, next week I can give y'all an update on that. It's gonna be something that's gonna really rev. It's gonna really change the way you look at power breaks. Uh, Big time. Your boat. He he sent me something that's very special, and I I feel honored that that he allowed me to be one of the first two to to try it out. JC. I had on my boat first, James Carr. Oh no, not top five. You got top five? Top five. No, Dinner man. Top five. Oh. I had. I've got. I had on my boat first. 
stuff. Yeah, he sent me the nudge system, guys. And what the nudge system is with power brakes, you you add another pe- pedal in a module and it lets you use the rear trollers to push you forward just a little bit. Call it a nudge. That way, if you got a fish sitting on a stump and you don't want to hit your front motor, you can just nudge up to him. And I think that's going to be interesting for sure. I've got to wire it up. I'll probably have to get Tommy to help me put that stuff on. I ain't trying to think about all that. So. Yeah, we, we don't want to. All right. <laughs> no, we don't, we're talking about technical stuff. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Hey, man, John, hey, John put my John put my unit on uh, Friday when I went through there. It all worked out. The good Lord works in mysterious ways, I promise you, because I left my unit at Big Daddy's. I went through Camden to pick it up on my way to Panama City, and uh, I was driving down through there, guys, and then no kidding. It was like the good Lord said, hey, man, you're near John's house. And I look around. I said, John, is this by your house? I called him. He said, man, you're 10 minutes from my house. I was like, man, I'm coming through. you putting this unit on. He said, yeah, come on. So I, I was right there, and it, hey, I put it on, and I got to use it and enjoy it. So, Oh, well, I enjoyed it, bud. Yeah, man, thank you. Y'all hang out, man. I'm on in this thing. Thank all y'all guys, man. There's still 80 people on here, man. God bless y'all, and we'll see you next week for sure.